Welcome to ETF TV News, your update on the latest exchange traded products and funds issued over the previous week. I'm Dan Barnes, and joining me here is Deborah Fur. Deborah, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, can you talk us through the number of ETFs that have been issued over the past seven days? And also, perhaps let's go into some detail about what they actually can be used for. In the first full week of 2021, we saw 13 new ETFs come to market. Nine of them were listed in the US, three were in China, and one was in Zimbabwe. When we look at them, seven are active, which we do see a real trend towards active. Yep. Six of them are tracking different indices, five are thematics. When we look at the products, it's probably interesting to talk a little bit about the types of products that have come to market. So when we look mm -hmm. at the US, Direction has launched a cloud computing bull two times ETF and a cloud computing bear two times. So when investors are using this, it's magnifying the upside or downside, but they have to remember that each day it's rebalancing. So these are intended to be products that you would not be holding for long periods of time because there's a compounding effect that you can't predict beyond one day what the returns would be. And has there been any controversy around leveraged ETFs? Yeah, I think many of the regulators were concerned that retail investors don't understand how leverage and inverse products work. And so mm -hmm. we have seen in the US and other jurisdictions, some reviews done, also some guidance around who is eligible to buy them. We also know that the recent findings under the new derivatives rule in the US, there is going to be a review of complex products, which specifically does include leverage and inverse products. So I think more to come on this probably later in 2021. Some of the other structures we've seen are unusual. They're looking a bit like structured products, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So we're seeing innovator ETFs have been coming out with buffer ETFs. Allianz just came out with two buffer ETFs, which basically are allowing you to participate in the upside to a cap and protecting you a bit on the downside. An innovator has also just come out with three what they call stacked ETFs, which are magnifying the upside, but giving you some downside protection. These are interesting. I think it's kind of a trend that we're seeing where ETFs are moving into defined outcomes. We also see some new tactical products coming to market where they're doing asset allocation. And then we also have the themes around disruptive technology, again, being something that we're seeing more products come to market. So continuing trends we saw last year also. And just on that point about active that you mentioned earlier on, Obviously, we'd spoken about this last week where we discussed the fact that active ETFs allow ETF issuers to fight in a space that's not already occupied by those ETF issuers who are just going for scale and very low fees. So the qualities they're trying to deliver to investors are, are somewhat different. Yeah, so active, you know, the goal is that you're able to pick stocks or do something that's going to generate alpha. And so mm -hmm. we do have a number of different models that are coming forward in the US. So you have those that are transparent, which follow the old guidelines, and then we have semi or non-transparent models. I think some of the firms are deciding to go forward with the transparent model because they're finding that some of the fund selectors have not yet moved to adopt the semi or non-transparent. And so if they really want to be used across the entire kind of retail and advisor networks, it's easier if you just go with the transparent model. That makes a lot of sense. Very interesting. So we're seeing increasingly perhaps complex ETFs coming out. Is that fair to say? Well, I would call them structured products, so defined outcomes. 
So I'm not sure I would say they're all yeah. complex, but I do think for all of these products, people have to do their homework and make sure they understand what they're investing in, right? So if you're looking at a theme and then it's leverage or inverse, you really need to realize that's a very narrow slice of the investment universe. So mm. you're taking on more risk. That's great. Debbie, thank you so much. Thank you.